a story that's a story about you coming for each and every one of us, not just those of us in this room, not just those of us who even share this faith, but for the whole world that you long to turn to you. We praise you for that great love that paid the greatest of prices, that you might reclaim those that you cherish deeply, those that we lock eyes with day to day and week to week, in Jesus' name, Lord, we give you thanks for the love of Christmas. Amen. 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 Well, maybe you've uh, noticed that sometimes uh, Jesus seems to share the spotlight with, with, with others around Christmas time, particularly uh, this character. If I can get the next slide, uh, there they are. Uh, you can kind of see Santa off to the side there. And a lot sometimes is made of that, uh, I don't even think it's really a competition because the root of the Santa story is really St. Nicholas from around 300 A.D. He was the bishop of the church at Myra. And it's true that legends have grown up over time, but the original story is pretty profound and pretty beautiful of a, a bishop who never had a family, was never married, never had children of his own, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a romantic. He Notice the poverty and the difficulty of a man with three daughters whose dowry he could not raise. And so his daughters would likely not be married because he couldn't afford uh, the dowry. And uh, uh, the bishop of Myra snuck in late at night and dropped gold coins through the window. He did that not only for the oldest girl, but for the two that, that followed as well. And over the years, you know, he wasn't dropping gold coins through the window. He was coming down the chimney. And he wasn't just dropping them through the window. He was dropping them in stockings of the girls that were hung by the furnace there to dry. Uh, a lot of the roots of even Santa uh, owe themselves to Christian origins and Christian roots. But over the years, it's been embellished. You know, we, we, we kind of run with the story of Santa. And I just... You know, I wanted to compare this morning the best of our ideas as men to the best of God's ideas, Jesus. Think about it. Saint, uh, Santa, he takes away our mantle cookies. Jesus takes away our sin and our fear of death. Santa uh, comes one night a year, and usually no one sees him. Jesus came for the world to see to make a stake in history for all the world to remember. Santa seems to be all seeing from the songs that we sing, you know, he's watching to see who's naughty and to see who's nice. Jesus watches over us as a shepherd, not to make a list, but to rescue us, to be the lover of our souls. Santa, we imagine, far, far away on the North Pole, but, but Jesus is with us in our sin. He is Emmanuel, God with us, as we just sung. He's with us in our sin. He's with us in our sufferings. He's within us by the promise of the Holy Spirit that now lives within those who believe. Santa is well-wishing. Jesus is well-making. Santa has a sleigh and a chalet and only reindeer and elves around Jesus has a kingdom 
And he invites all of us into it, and he's gone to prepare a place for you and for me. Santa is dearest when we're a child. Jesus grows dearer year by year. Santa gives gifts that we probably can't remember even a year later. Jesus gives gifts that the world cannot take away and last forever. Santa is strong enough to bear the wishes and desires of a child, but Jesus bears the needs of the whole world as our Savior. I love this paragraph by Max Lucado. Y'all know I love Max. When we create a Redeemer, we keep him safely distant in his faraway castle. We allow him only the briefest of encounters with us. We permit him to swoop in and out with his sleigh before we can draw too near. We wouldn't ask him to take up residence in the midst of our chaos and contamination. In our wildest imaginings, we wouldn't conjure a king who becomes one of us. But God did. God did what we wouldn't dare dream. He did what we couldn't imagine. He became a man so we could trust him. He became a sacrifice so we could embrace him. And he defeated death so we could follow him forever. Thank God that we have a hero of Christmas to worship this morning. And he calls us to do this in remembrance of him. Lord Jesus, we thank you not only as you came for us at Christmas, but as you went to the cross. That on the night that you gave yourself up for us, you took bread. And you broke the bread and you gave it to your disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, you took the cup. And you gave thanks to our Father and you gave it to your disciples and you said, take and drink all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread and upon us, your people, that by our faith this morning we might partake of you, your body, your shed blood for us, that we might know your forgiveness, your infilling, your empowering. Bless us, Lord God, that we might truly be a blessing to your world. You living within us, you living through us. Lord God, we invite you to take your place on the throne of each of our hearts. And we pray as Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks be to God.